Welcome to In Touch with iOS Podcast, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg, and this is a special episode this week. I have a special guest. Uh, I'd like to welcome to the show Grant Davis, uh, the developer of Mimir, uh, the podcast app that's on Mac OS and just now released on iOS. Uh, th- welcome to the show, Grant. Hello. Thank you, Dave. Um, it's a pleasure to be here, and I'm happy to have the opportunity to get on here and talk about my app a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I love you. it. It's it's uh, It was a very exciting... Uh, I'll, I'll uh, kind of give you the background of it. Um, I discovered the app in SetApp, actually, and, uh, and, and, ah. and I know you're doing some stuff with that. We could talk about that in just a little bit here. Uh, and... Uh, and then we also uh, talked about it a couple weeks ago. On it was on episode two thirteen. So you can go back and listen to our, our initial discussion about it. But oh, we're nice. we're going to get nice in, in depth here and find a little bit more about it. Um, first off, tell tell me a little bit more about you, uh, your background, and uh, what uh, got you into starting developing apps. Sure. So uh, my day job is a mobile app developer. Okay. Um, so I've been in the business for quite a while now, and I work as a contract uh, freelance developer. Mm-hmm. So for about, uh, I guess it's been a lot about 11 years now, I've been uh, going solo. Uh, before that, I worked at an ad agency and did a like uh, website development. And this was even before, you know, the phone was out. I was doing flash websites, oh, wow. like a microsite <laughs> type of thing. So, so I kind of got into development a little bit of a kind of a backwards way because I went in as a, as a graphic design major. So I'm okay. actually not even a, a tech guy, you know, ultimately. Um, but I became one over time. Um, but so I started with a lot of animation and doing like graphic design layouts, um, got into a, a position which had me working with flash applications. And it was kind of like a perfect merger between doing animation and design and programming all in one package. And I just fell in love with it. So that was kind of what got me into being moving down to the developer route and sort of just embracing the creative, uh, sort of, I know drive, I guess I have now to like build things, create apps awesome. um, and put things, put things together. Yeah. So that was a uh, Mimir was your very first app. Uh... Not actually. No. Um, so this is my second rodeo for like a big app that I've tried to release and, and really make fly. So my, my first one was actually video game based. Uh, so okay. it was for an app called, um, or for a game called league of legends. I don't know if you're a gamer, but, I'm not, but... it's one of the big ones out there. Well, we'll have to we'll have to make sure I put that link in the show notes so people can see that. Oh, yeah. So I mean, uh, so the, the story of that is is I, I it, it's a complicated game. It's a very competitive game. It's like a five on five sort of scenario where you buy items for a character that you choose, and those items change your stats, and those stats mm-hmm. end up being your build on how you operate in the game and kind of helps fill the role that you're going to play in your team, things like that. So my app was a, a build tool that made you like go through and pick a champion, choose all their items, choose how they would put all those um, items together. And then you store that on your phone and it actually became pretty popular. I um, paid my bills for it for about two years um, and then got to the point where I made some unfortunate business mistakes where I kind of like ended up losing some money and then things kind of like ended up shutting down after a few more years of trying to kind of like limp along. Um, But that was, you know, one of those things where you make some business missteps and you learn from it and you try to move on from it. And as well as things where like, okay, do I really want to put time into it and keep it going? But, um, you know, at the most it downloaded over 250,000 times and, mm. you know, had over four and a half stars on the star store. So I just, you know, the fact that I got older, stopped playing games and stopped wanting to support it, I guess is kind of what killed it. Yeah, but, uh, that true. was my first app. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, 
So what what um what inspired you to get into the app that that would be a, a podcast app because that that that's that is a definitely a different market uh, yeah, compared to a lot I of other lot apps of people, that are out there. Yeah, you know. And then a lot of people probably tell you you're crazy to go up against all the competition that's in the store, right? Yeah. So they'd say, why are you choosing a podcast app? And yeah, uh, and yeah, I've I've answered that question quite a few times. But, um, but I also got into it um, a little bit of a in a selfish way. Uh, so I had a morning routine where I would just open up my laptop, make coffee, get my breakfast going and start cooking. And while I had my laptop open, I'd be playing podcasts on it. So I found in the morning, I was like, man, I spend 20 minutes just going through all the podcasts that I have to update. Um, but I got to the point where like, I was, I was trying to build a playlist every morning and I'd spend enough time going through my podcast, trying to find all each episode that I should drag into the up next list that I was like, man, this is really tedious. I need a better way of doing this. So my whole thought was like, I want to make a quick app on Mac OS. It'll give me a chance to learn Mac OS because I haven't done any development there before, but I, you know, I've been doing Apple uh, iPhone apps at that time for years. Um, so I was like, yeah, it will be a good opportunity to like freshen up my development skills um, and also build a tool that will just basically tailor my morning experience the way I want it. <laughs> so the whole idea was I'll make a playlist that's automatic and I'll be able to go to my podcast and give them a priority value and say, this priority is higher than the other one. So I want to see these episodes show up more often in this playlist. Um, and so that's kind of where the whole idea of this con the concept of this feature for the uh, continuous playback came into play. And then I kind of, you know, evolved a little bit more and put in some features where you could choose to pull from multiple podcasts from groups, um, the different sort options with different um, organizations and just sort of way to tailor it to how you want to listen to it at that time. So I have plans to further improve it in the future, but that's generally what got me into the idea of like, okay, maybe I should make a podcast app. And then I took it to a couple of my developer groups uh, that I go to monthly. And they basically were just like, Hey man, you should keep on working on it. Just throw it out to the store. So I listened to their advice and spent some of my free time uh, in between contract jobs, putting it together. And um, two years ago is when I launched the Mac app. And okay. I was going to ask yeah, you that. That's, that's, so that, it's been that was kind of history. Two yeah. years now. Okay. So you, um, because uh, yeah, you know, iOS and iPad OS tend to be the probably the more popular of the platform, I would think, um, with oh, by far. Uh, with uh, with a podcast apps especially. Um, so, but no, I, I I like the fact you have, you always you have a Mac app and you started with a Mac app, which was kind of great because uh, I like to be able to listen to podcasts across any all the platforms. So even sometimes even the Apple Watch, which I ask in a minute here. But uh, so, no, cool. uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, um, but yeah, because I, I have my iPhone here, I have my iPad here. Uh, have my Mac here. <clears throat> I like the fact of being able to uh, uh, to be able to listen to it uh, uh, across the way there. So it's a uh, it's uh, it's really cool that you, that you started with that. So so it looks like you had some, a lot of big updates here on your just your latest release of one point five point zero, right? Um, uh, what what really stood out uh, to you as far as what some of the big improvements and upgrades that you added to it? So when I approached the iOS app, um, you know, I did a lot of of, of prep, I guess, on just checking out the store, seeing what was out there, seeing what I was up against, um, basically downloaded all the popular apps, made checklists on, okay, this one does this good. This one does that good. And like, you know, I could work on this and, you know, stand out in this area or that area. Um, so I guess when I decided to, um, actually go through with an iOS app, because I, I, I was reluctant. Um, it was a side project. I wasn't really too excited about, rewriting a whole new app in, in such a competitive space. Um, but really, I guess what uh, changed my mind was my users that were using my OS app started to just ask for it. And they got to the point where they started asking enough where it's like, 
okay, I, I shouldn't ignore this anymore. And I should actually just try and do it and see if there's an audience for it uh, and try to grow the thing. So I said, what the hell? And uh, between contract jobs, I just decided to start working on that as my side project. And so so as I took a look at iOS, I was like, okay, well, what are the big things that I really am missing? And one of the big problems that I had was I was using basically a, an audio player that was out of the box from Apple. So they give you an SDK and they give you an AV player. And that gives you okay quality um, when you're playing things back, right? But if you try to do something that's a little more advanced where you're like, okay, I want to speed this up to two times speed, you start hearing chipmunks all of a sudden and you have a really poor audio quality experience, right? And I also try to build in features with that audio player for doing um, some of the more advanced things like detecting silence and skipping it. Um, so I had a lot of really tough workaround uh, solutions for that where I would like scan the file after you download it, try to find the silence and then tell it to skip around which really led to kind of the kludgy experience in the player in general. And I wasn't very happy with it. So I decided um, one of the biggest things I was going to do with the iOS update was just throw in a whole new custom audio engine and spend some time learning digital processing and try to figure out if I could make my own. Um, and after quite a, quite a long time of development, a lot of hours, I got to the point where I developed something that worked pretty well for the solution I was, solutions that I was looking for. Um, drastically improved audio quality, higher frame um, playback speeds, much better silent skip, which is much more accurate now. Uh, doesn't have the same sort of like you know seeking sort of technology that it does before. Now it's just like it just doesn't even send silent audio to, the, to, to be rendered anymore. So it's just completely removed, not even skipped over, right? So it's just gone. Um, so those are things I wanted to really hit on. And then the other things I was missing was like a, a sync feature. You know, if I was going to go hit iOS and Mac, they had to talk to each other. So. Um, and that was probably the most complicated feature of the app that I've spent the most hours on was sync. Um, it was, it proved to be sort of an unexpected challenge on how much went into it because, you know, there's a lot of things you can use out of the box, but, um, you know, with a podcast app, you have a lot of data. You you could have users with, I, I have some users that have like 6,000 podcasts in their library. Just oh my totally God. I thought library. I was bad. <laughs> Yeah, I know. So I, I have these metrics that just like make my head explode. I'm just like, okay, I have to have some kind of tool that will make this work well. Um, so I took about three or four different stabs at actually writing the the layer that integrates the sync uh, between the devices. Um, so you know, I could probably give a whole tech talk on how that <laughs> came together, but uh, that was the one of the bigger challenges for sure. Yeah, yeah. I was going to talk a little bit about uh, syncing because syncing, I know I, of all the I, uh, podcast apps, and if, uh, you're not aware of this, I, a couple of years ago, I did write an article about uh, about uh, podcast apps in the iPhone Life magazine. So I, I did go through a lot and, and back, though, you know, that's going back you know, for three or four years now. So things have changed mm -hmm. a fair amount in, in the podcast app world, the podcast chair, I guess we should call them, uh, world. So, um, but the biggest the biggest challenge I always saw with these apps was the syncing because I would use uh, other yeah. apps and and I would get so frustrated because you know I forgot to back it up and get an OPML file to make sure I have my entire library back up because I want to just let's restore it back the way it was um, and just getting it to sync because I so I started playing around with uh, uh, the Mimir and uh, got it on my iPad got it on my iPhone on my Mac and and. I could already see the challenges and I, I knew it kind of going in because I kind of, because I've experienced it. I know I can kind of expect you probably, like you said, are having a bit of a challenge trying to get that to be mm -hmm. just right. Because what was happening is, is I, I, I would go between all three devices and all of a sudden about half of my podcasts will be gone. <laughs> they just disappear. So luckily I, oh. then that's why I said, I, I always have a, 
always had an OPML backup and then just restored it back. And it seems like everything syncs back. So, but uh, yeah, you probably, okay. I can imagine you probably have some, a bit of a challenge with, uh, with iCloud backup and it, it it's syncing properly. Yeah. Yeah. And especially because of some of um, the constraints that I'm working with being a solo developer and, you know, a lot of what people do for a solution on the bigger apps out there is they'll make their own backend and they'll have, you know, a user login with an account and they store everything in the library on the web server, um, which is an angle I didn't want to take because I'm time limited. Um, and it's, it's another thing where I'm like, okay, I need, I need to kind of like prove the app before I spend that much time developing a whole backend system and try to really do basically a third part of not only a Mac app an iOS app and a backend. Right. Um, so, so what I ended up having to do is yeah, rely on iCloud and there's still some issues in there because they do, you do have a library that's, um, basically has a copy on every device, right? So each device is also responsible for updating the RSS feeds. That's not handled on the server side. So if you have a situation where one device, device A, uploads and downloads, uh, or sorry, downloads a new episode and puts it in their playlist, the other device is going to have to also update the RSS feed and then get the iCloud change and then be able to show that sync. So there's a couple of things that need to happen. And I'm not in love with how that works because I, you know, I had to basically say, okay, if I see an iCloud change come in for an episode that's not there, I have to tell uh, the app to go update that RSS feed. So it's not as simple as just saying, okay, I can talk to a server and download the user's current state, which is where I'd I'd like it to be. That's actually, you know, it's, it's a very solid solution, which is why so many podcasts have to do it. But with my personal constraints, you know, I was, I felt I had a middle ground here that I had to find and, and, and it works well enough. Yeah. You know? And, and yeah. I only wanted to bring that up. I wasn't, you know, wasn't jumping on that only the fact that it, it's, it's a very common issue with all, all podcast apps. Not, let's be honest. I, yeah. I don't, I mean, I'm not going to mention the names. Everybody knows them. I'm, I'm here focusing on you, so I'm not going to advertise <laughs> anybody else here at this point. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I've gone through every single one of these apps and I probably have about six or seven pod catchers on, on my, uh, on my iPhone right now that I, that I just go between and just have my, uh, have my own uh, mm-hmm. the thing because I, because like you, you're, you're developing out of me. I'm, 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 I talk about it every week on, on, on the podcast as well as uh, I, I'm an enthusiast when it comes to just uh, listening to podcasts. I have a set list. I'm, I'm nowhere near the 6,000 like the person you just said. That's absolutely <laughs> – I don't even know how that database can can, can handle it. But, uh, but <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to just to bring that up as far as um, as far as that goes. Um, but it, it, it's, it, it's definitely a work of progress. I, I, you're, you're definitely – I don't think you have to worry because, uh, but I just want to warn people. Yeah. You just, just make sure you're doing a backup of it right away. So you have a, a backup file yeah. with OPMLs. And it's funny. It's funny you mentioned backups. Actually, I, I had um, some issues with the databases, you know, on, in really rare cases, sometimes going bad on a user's device. And so I actually spent some time um, and this is kind of, kind of undocumented because it's kind of like a, Oh God, something went wrong with the user's data and I need to help repair it, but I built in a backup system that's automatically happening on every device. So there's also uh, sort of like a copy being made of your, of your library. So if it detects that the database has been corrupted because of a poor save or bad data on a disk or something like that, you can actually restore your whole library from those backups. So I, I did go through enough, like um, thinking about, okay, what if they lose everything and what would that do? And how to, how could I repair that? And so I did try to throw little solutions in there. So that's a little something that isn't really in the notes, but it's kind of a nice thing to mention because I, oh. I spent some time on oh, that. Great, <laughs> uh, make sure we emphasize that. Uh, uh, I go, I go into to your recommendations area of the app, and I and I, I, I really, I, 
I find it refreshing. I, I really like uh, how you have it laid out and, and, and the best in the United States and just going through some of the, some of it. I, I like that. I like how you have it in, in, in little buttons as opposed to what, you know, Apple podcasts, I could say that because it's just, I'm not a fan, and we've and I've talked we've talked about that before on the show. It's just oh my god, it's so yeah. horrible. I just as I mentioned to you, I did a presentation at MacStock about this, and most of the audience is like cringe. Oh, and then when I started talking about the other podcast apps like yours, is and you know I'll say Pocket Casts and 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 Downcast and a lot of the others, uh, yeah. they you know they want to have a people wanted to have an understanding what what's going to make me want to have to go uh, to a podcatcher as opposed to just using apple podcast most podcasters when they look at their stats they see especially if they're apple oriented like i am are probably consuming their podcast in one of two ways apple podcasts or maybe listening on the website or on the web or, or maybe a link you know, mm-hmm. via twitter or, or other places so uh, so it's it, it definitely is a, a bit of a challenge, but I do like the way you've you've laid out oh, the yeah. uh, the recommendations and the library and, and on, on the on Mac app and and that, that does a great thing. Um, I want to kind of go through. Uh, I, I like how you've got the getting started and um, and the welcome to, to Mimir and just kind of give people the user as a as an intro. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, you, uh, you. You uh, actually I'll go this first. Uh, you know, adding RSS feeds is a huge thing, and I, I like how, how you've you've made it super easy to be able to add RSS feeds and of a podcast, and that's kind of how a podcast lives is is out on that RSS feed and. It yeah. seems to support it really well. And the groups, that's a great idea. I mean, I, I like the fact of being able to group uh, podcasts into particular types of topics. And, you know, me probably having more tech and Apple-oriented stuff would probably be a majority of what I have. But uh, but there's yeah. a lot of lot of other and, podcasts out there that people listen to. And that was one of those features that kind of hit me as a no-brainer. It's just like, it's just such a simple thing that you want to organize your library and put things in logical groups and no podcast that really seemed to solve that anywhere. So I was like, man, I really need to have this. And I want it to work like a normal Mac app does with a sidebar that's, you know, collapsible and expandable and kind of tucks away. Cause you know, I have, I think a hundred something plus podcasts in my personal library. So, you know, it's tedious enough that I want to go through and have everything kind of organized. Um, but yeah, I, the organization of the, of the library was definitely something I wanted to bring to the iOS as well, because, uh, you know, I find myself in a lot of other apps, just scrolling, 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 trying to look for what I'm after. Um, and it's a little, a little easier for me to get around when I have some collapsed groups and can kind of just find my top 10, you know, you know, rows that are going to contain everything and then I'm good to go. Um, so yeah, thank you. I, I try to make it a little bit more, yeah. um, flexible in the organization and, and, the, like and, the, and the sorting and stuff on the, on the Mac side too. You can also, you know, customize the sorting, um, in, in several different ways too. So yeah, um, that's all in there. And then the two other items, I mean, I, 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 this, this is smart to how you did this getting started. These are probably the top four things of any podcast listener is, is to, to setting up a podcatcher is, is this, uh, importing to the existing library, which I just talked about, you know, uh, you definitely want to have your, uh, the, your, your backup file, but I like the fact you can, you can restore, uh, uh, uh from Apple podcasts on, on, on any device, which I think is a good thing because people have a big library. Some, some people do in the Apple podcast, but mm-hmm. OPML is, is another format that, that all the other podcatchers use. You can easily import it. It, it was, it was very seamless yeah. for me. So, you know, that was, that, that was great. I mean, I definitely noticed like with the Mac app that it can be a, a barrier for that. People won't be willing to get over if they can't bring their library with them. Mm-hmm. So I've had a lot of people's in the, before I had the Apple podcast feature mm-hmm. emailing me, it's like, I, I can't use this app because I can't bring my stuff over. So please help. You know? Yeah. So that's kind of how I got down to finally getting yeah. <laughs> Apple podcast, like, automatic support. In there, oh, that you know? was great. 
<laughs> and then being able to discover new podcasts, I love that. I love the fact of being go to the search box, say, "Let me." Oh, I found about this new podcast. Let me type in the name, and you have a great link to the, the end, the search engines to go out there to find the podcast almost immediately, which is great. And it's definitely something I want to expand on because you know we're missing some things like you know basic sharing features. I'd like yeah. to get oh, in. Yeah. Um, I'm you know I have plans on adding in um, you know MP3 chapter support. Uh, There's some other tags that you can yeah i was gonna ask RSS you about feed. that <laughs> about chapters yeah that was one of the things that, that yeah, really so stood chapters, out to me yeah. chapters and transcripts are are definitely on my list okay, that i've been asked about quite a bit um so those are are definitely things that i can solve and i i've looked into the technical side of them and they definitely okay. are things i can do it's just a matter of time oh, of course, you know, of and, course. And, and and other features and all that so not critical um, but and glad you're thinking of it you no know, yeah totally and it, it's just it's it's challenging because you do write a podcast app and you go up against all these competitors out there and then the first thing you're asked is okay what does your app do that separates yourself out and you, you i go through all my lists and everything but you know you're still up against eight years of other people developing an app and it's very hard to reach their bar, you know? So it's like, I, I had to make a choice of being like, okay, I gotta, this is my core feature set. I got to get this out and got to build on top of that. Yeah. Um, so it is a matter of just, I still got to cool. prioritize, organize. That's okay. um, it, it, and, and here, people here will know this is, this is a fresh, this is a fresh start of a, of a podcast app, something different, something uh, refreshing. And I think I like that because the other ones have been around for a long time. You want you want to have something new and unique, and I think this is this is a great great idea uh, to, to just cool. keep to going with that. So, so you had the Mac app. You've had it for you said now two years, which is is, is awesome. And then the iOS app yeah. that just that just hit this this past week as we record this, I believe. Uh, uh yep, six days ago. Okay, yep. so and you were did you, you had it in beta for a little while when I found out about you again and and. And uh, before my presentation at Max, like I wanted to do an iOS one. I know, crud, you don't have one. I'm like, wait, you got test flight. Let me go. And you, <laughs> and you, let, you let us let me in right away to to, to do the uh, to do the beta test. So I, I did a bit of a demo on that as well. So, uh, so, so it's it, I, as looking through the iOS and the iPad OS app, it's, it looks like you did a great job and kind of seamless bringing over a lot of the stuff that's in the Mac app over to those two uh, platforms, which was great. Um, Sad app, are you are you still pretty comfortable still just sticking with set app or are you uh yeah uh yeah I am still gonna be on set app. Um right now I'm actually working with them to get the new version on there. We've hit a, a bit of a snag uh, with I was wondering about that because I saw I was like, oh I want to go to get the setup. Yeah, I, I've it's tough, you know, yeah. they're in Ukraine, so yes. our schedule is really difficult. Yes, and it's yes. like they, they send me an email and they've already gone off for the day, and then I okay. respond and then they're okay, you know, it takes 12 hours to get here back from them. So um that is in process okay. and iOS as well. It'll also support on iOS. Yeah. I've, I've already actually submitted it. So the, the iOS app is already updated with okay. set app. So it's just a matter of getting the Mac app approved. And I, yeah. and we, and all the podcasts I'm on and this show, we always promote set app. I think set app is a great platform. You, and you know, uh, our, our hearts and uh, prayers go to the uh, folks in Ukraine. I want to support th- support Absolutely. them even more. So I was I've been a sub- set app subscriber for, for years and they just provide you guys as developers just a great, outlet to be able to put uh, your app out there and uh, and uh, to share it with the, with the world especially the the apple enthusiasts uh, and yeah and they just recently within the last year or two did the ios support which is awesome so um I, i'm i'm really so, super stoked a couple other future things I'm, i was going to ask you about and then we're going to kind of get into your pricing and subscription plans that you've gone through here um any plans okay. for the apple watch are you thinking about it in the future at all yes so the next two big features i have on my list um that are 
apparent in their absence would be uh, the Apple Watch and CarPlay. Okay. I got to get uh, so I ran up my list here. Good. Those are the two. <laughs> yeah, those are the, yeah. Yeah, those are, those are the things that I'm like, like I've been hearing and people have been yes. telling me about them. I, I'm, I'm very aware and they are very high on the list of priority. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I think CarPlay would be a good start. I don't think Apple Watch is as a, for my, for my opinion, I think uh, CarPlay should be the first, first one to go with and then I, Apple Watch after yeah, that. I'd, so I would second that. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. So, uh, so no, that's good to hear because I was uh, you, you, you maybe thinking maybe on a third platform and maybe Apple TV is a possibility or Apple TV is difficult with their storage system. They okay. they don't let you store a lot on the device, uh, so a lot of it has to be served through web services. So it would take a bit of migration okay. on my back end to get there. Gotcha. Um, but I'll you know I won't rule it out if if yeah. an app. Keeps going, it keeps going, and all fine yeah, places. Well, to play. I'm, we're going to keep you supporting you. So I like how you've laid out your your your, your plans. You have the free trial, which is great. Um, and then uh, 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 once the free trial runs out, uh, what was it uh, to 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 subscribe then for the for the month? Uh, so there's two subscription options. Oh, I'm sorry. And I was looking at the free trial. So, then you have the pro and the premium. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. I'll so let you talk. There's, there's basically two tiers after the free version because the free version gets you most of the app, right? It gets okay. you. So it's always free. You, 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 it's always free. Great. Okay. You can always build your library. There's no limits on how many podcasts you add or how many groups you add or any of that. Okay. Um, you have access to running the up next playlist. Um, as a free user and you can still search and use discover and all that, you, you know, you might see a banner ad every once in a while, but that's okay. um, to help pay for the th- services. Need support. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then, so if you want to go off the, the free plan, I have added a, a one-time purchase plan, which is the pro plan. That's great. And so the pro plan comes in and says, you can basically unlock all the advanced audio features, which is the custom audio engine work I did. Uh, so that's silent skip, that's voice boost. That's, um, basically just that whole package of a, a custom audio player with its advanced features. And also the, Oh, you can also choose uh, skip sounds to play. And so if you want to like have a funny sound play when this silence is skipped, you can hear do that. <laughs> um, it also yeah. unlocks the customization options on iOS. So you can get custom tint colors, the custom color schemes. Um, and later I like to like to add, you know, app icons, things like that from further customization. Oh, cool. Um, so that, that's the pro plan. So that's basically like you're, you're a podcast enthusiast. I want the better audio experience, but I don't want to be tied to a subscription. So I'm going to pay a one-time payment and I'll unlock the continuous playback, the audio features, that's that stuff. Um, so then the full blown plan after that is the premium subscription plan, which unlocks, Oh, I should step back. Um, the, the pro plan, I also made it so that it is purchasable for iOS and it will unlock on iOS, but it does not transition over to Mac OS. So okay. you have to actually make a pro purchase for Mac and iOS. So it's going to cost you, want pro on cost you $40 if you want to do both. 30. Oh, 30. Okay. Because it's 10, 10 on iOS. 20 oh, it's on lower on iOS. Okay, great. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's lower on, lower on yeah, iOS. For those who are not um, big fans of subscriptions, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an option for those people who I definitely got feedback and said, you know, I, I just can't do another subscription. So please give me another option. And I, I, this is me trying to, trying to serve that to them and get them good idea. as far as my can without going broke, trying to keep the out alive. <laughs> That's right. right. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, so then the premium plan is your sh- uh, subscription plan that has two different uh, pricing tiers. So that would be a monthly plan and a yearly plan. The monthly plan comes in at, uh, is it a dollar 50 a month? The yearly plan is $12 and 50 cents a year. Um, and that unlocks everything. And that not only unlocks, um, all the pro features for iOS, but also Mac OS. So it's like one subscription unlocks all the platforms, all the features for everything. And that's, 
that's how I'm trying to hook them. <laughs> right? Oh, no, I, so. I was very, uh, I was very impressed to see how you laid this out. And then, and if someone just wants a free trial, uh, I'm sorry, cause it says free trial threw me off here, uh, that, uh, the, the, the free version. And if it, it meets your needs, that's great. And, and uh, but I, I highly recommend any developer that does these great, this great work, you should support them and, uh, go, go with one of the, at least one of the two plans. If, if it's just a one-time purchase, that pro, that pro, Plan should work out perfect, um, but hundred uh, percent. I like that. Pre- I yeah. like, but I like that premium subscription. That's uh, nice, and I've I've done that before. In other 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 podcatchers, so and they're they're very reasonable with that, and you know you get yeah. some nice little perks with it, and at the end, so but um, yeah, it tries to reward loyalty, right, and tries to get people to embrace the platform and stick with it. So yeah. no, this this was great. I'm glad you were able to uh, come on the show here and, and talk a little bit about the app. If you can, just tell everybody where we can find you and and the, and the app, and uh, and uh, thank you for being. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I guess I could show up my website. It's grantdavisinteractive.com is my professional website with my portfolio and things. And then the app itself okay. is at mimirpodcast.app. Um, and yeah, you can, I'm on Twitter with just at, uh, Mimir podcast app. And I think that's pretty much it. I'm not too active on socials. I'm, I'm kind of one of the guys that doesn't do a lot of that, but, uh, <laughs> that that's where you can get in touch with me. Great. Oh, great. Uh, really appreciate you being here, Grant. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure. Appreciate it very much, Dave. Thank you for giving me a chance to come on and talk about it. That's a wrap for this special episode. Thanks again to our special guest, Grant Davis. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, feedback at InTouchWithIOS.com. You can follow the show on Twitter uh, at InTouchWithIOS. Support the show by buying me a coffee at InTouchWithIOS.com slash coffee. We would really appreciate it. You also can become a patron of the show by going to patreon.com slash iOS. like Pat is our current uh, subscriber, as well as our new Patreon supporter, Tom W. did. We have two tiers available to support the show. We would really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe so you are notified when we are live streaming on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash iOS, where you can watch and listen to past shows. Visit In Touch with iOS magazine on Flipboard, where many of the topics we discuss are flipped into the magazine. The link will be in our show notes. You can subscribe to the show in your favorite podcatcher, which includes our new favorite pod- podcast app, Mimir, and many others. But better yet, go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. I hope you enjoyed this special episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk again soon.